daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to The Sound of the Pit, the podcast that says that's nonsense. I invented electricity. Ben Franklin is the devil. I don't know. Is that from The Water Boy or something? It is. It is from The is Water it? Boy. Is it? Yes! It's not an Adam Sandler <laughs> quote on acting. It's not Kevin James talking about his past relationships. And it's not Rob Schneider talking about what it's like to voice a bear. Yes. It's an actual quote from an Adam Sandler film. And do you know why? Why? Because this is The Sound of the Pit, the Adam Sandler podcast. Yes. And what are we doing this week? We are going to be watching and talking about Billy Madison. Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> after weeks of Norma the North, after meeting the Encino Man, after seeing Shelby the dog who saved Christmas, after all of that, some of the stuff we watched. I mean, we have just really deviated badly off our original concept because. Yeah. You decided that we should watch all of his popular films in the first 25 episodes. Yeah, I mean, it seemed worth it at the time. We were getting 40 likes on our Instagram posts. I mean, we were flying <sighs> high. Those were the days. 2020 was blimey. But we have gone on flew so high. long. Who? Icarus. And do you know what he did? He flew too close to the sun, and that's what we did. Yeah, we did. We thought everything we touched turns to fucking gold. We thought we were Midas. <laughs> Instead, of no, it was until we did our Norma the North episode, and no one cared. No one listened. I thought that was popular with the algorithm. I thought kids liked that. I thought everyone liked that. It was a meme. It was a meme, but I think it was a meme in 2017, and we released our episode at the start of 2023. If I can be honest with you, I also haven't listened to that episode. <laughs> I've listened to every haven't. single one. I've, every single one I've listened to, but I haven't listened to that. It's a good episode, but I think we were losing sight of what we actually started out meaning to do. Yeah, which is talking about Adam Sandler, the actor and the man, yeah. and talking about his performances. And yeah, we have deviated off a little bit. We've played around. but Yeah, now we've had fun. We're serious again, right? Yeah, just for this episode, and then we'll probably watch the shortcut next week, and then... <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, we've got Murder Mystery 2 coming out soon, so we have we have got some Sandler content. So to it's all the other bad. Adam Sandler podcasts out there, we're still going. We're still going strong. Yeah, we're back. We're back. We didn't you really know who go you anywhere. are. <laughs> we didn't really go anywhere, but we are back. The other thing, like our original selling point, was that you didn't like Adam Sandler, and I did. Do you remember those days? I do remember those it days. lasted about three episodes, I think, and then you just kind of started to like him. I jumped straight on it. Uh, Stockholm Syndrome. So should I pretend now in this intro that I hate him still? Yeah, you hate him again. Right, yeah. I don't get the point of this guy. I mean, what what's a good performance he's done? Whatever, you know? I didn't grow up on him. Yeah. Yeah, what's the point? You did, though. You grew up in, in the last three years. You've grown up into a different person. I know. I think genuinely, if I look at myself. What did you just call me, you little bitch? <laughs> I called you a pit boy. A pit boy? Yeah. Like down the pit? No, the Sandler pit. Oh, the Sandler pit. <laughs> you're coming yeah. after me. Mining you take the boy out the north. But, you... <laughs> but yeah, I think that from that initial step when you said, let's make a podcast, I think my uh, whole life has deteriorated. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Mine's just got better and better. I know, you're going from strength to strength. Yeah. <laughs> this is depleting me dry. This is this is like the virtual age version of the picture of Dorian Gray. That's what I feel like when I talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> every, every time it's like going into my loft and seeing that scummy picture. I know, I'm taking all the hits. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting all fat for... <laughs> you're not. You're thriving too, whether you want to admit it or not. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Getting bullied by kids. Yeah, I got called a beta yesterday by a thirteen-year-old boy. What do they <laughs> fucking know? Yeah, he was. He said, "Do some press-ups, beta," because I said Andrew Tate sucks. It's crazy, isn't it? That is insane. <laughs> and you got bit bit by a badger. I did get bit 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 by a badger. All right. Well. um yeah, back to basics this episode. I think yeah. it's, it's quite exciting. We're watching Billy Madison, Adam Zander's first big film, I think, really. I believe so. A film that we've both seen as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched it for the first time in 2020, shortly after we had a weekend where we watched a bunch of Adam Sandler films and also The Mummy. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then lockdown was announced. And goodbye Christopher Robin or whatever it was called. Yeah, we goodbye Christopher Robin. And then I got on a bus back to Sheffield the day that lockdown got announced. I watched Shrek Forever After. <laughs> I had yeah. a really good time with Did that. Did you get dumped? I didn't get dumped. <laughs> I got dumped halfway through lockdown. Oh, okay. At that first point, smooth sailing. Smooth sailing, yeah. Thriving. <laughs> yeah, so you've seen this once. I've seen this probably like 30 times. Yeah. I think I'm at the point where I could probably quote quite a lot of it. I really like it, obviously. You don't really watch a film that you don't like 30 times, apart from yeah. us with Click, for some reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to watching it again anyway. It'll be weird to watch it and actually have to like listen to what's being said. I feel yeah. like, it's, for me, it's become like a, not necessarily a background film, but it's one where like, I don't care if I'm watching it from the start and whatever. If it's just on TV, I'll stick it on, whatever. Yeah, Should be good to watch it again. In the outro to last week's episode, which, if we're being honest, no one will have listened to. They'll probably have restarted listening again on this one. So you might as well say the anecdote again, that the last time you watched this was a few days before you uh, you proposed to your now wife. It was when I knew that it was the right time because she'd watched uh, Billy Madison with me. Yeah. And didn't you propose on the rock that uh, little Nicky (laughs) sets on fire? Yeah, I think it was that one. I did not propose to her really because we watched Billy Madison. It's just a coincidence that that was the film that we watched when we were jet lagged. Well, why did you rush to get a ring straight after? (laughs) I was drinking a can of uh, fizzy pop and I took the ring pull off of that and just used that. (laughs) This is it. It's now or never. But yeah, last time I watched it, very uh, different time, I guess. Pre-pandemic, pre-engagement. Yeah, you're now a married man and you get bitten by badgers. Yeah, back then I was just a boy, a basic no-bite badger boy. <laughs> now I'm a badger man. Now you're a badger man. Um, yeah. With most of our episodes, but we haven't been doing it recently, we have something called a Sandler Scale, which is a list of tropes that we find in a lot of these films, such as Coca-Cola, uh, a bikini babe, a rubbish joke, Jonathan Lockrun. Violent kids. How many of these tropes do you think will be in this? All of them. I think this is. You want to get the full list? (laughs) (laughs) No. Other than like actor specific ones, because like this is uh, a time called PTC, which is uh, pre Terry Crews. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
he wasn't on the scene at this point but like most of the ones in terms of like the actual jokes like the slapstick and stuff shouting sandler sings all of that is here he he established he's he's like niche very quickly i think yeah i've i agree i think it's gonna be very heavy on them so what we do is we randomly pick nine we put them on a bingo sheet and then at the end of the episode we'll see who's got the most yeah is there anything else we need to say up top thanks for coming back yeah thanks for coming back to people who probably haven't listened in a while we're back to our niche for one episode only we know you doubted us but we are back we are back and we are staying yeah um another thing are we doing real fit boys this episode (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe we'll do a little real fit boys yeah, so Real Fit Boys is our new little 2023 project where we're trying to see who can get in the best shape because I love the idea of us both having a six-pack by Christmas. <laughs> I love that idea. We're not going to... I'm not going to have one. I dream about the idea of you having a six-pack. Why? It'd just be so Wet fun. dream? Oh, yeah, yeah, every single yeah. time. Yeah, Soaking. So... <laughs> Drowning. <laughs> I just um... love the idea of you with a six-pack. I think it'd be really good. I love the idea of us saying this is us going back to basics, but we are still going to have our fitness segment. In it. We're still going to have our fitness. <laughs> Come on, we're you know, going back to basics, but we've got to have our fitness section. Yeah. <laughs> we talk yeah. about fitness tips. And we'll we talk, talk about it a little bit. You do see a shirtless Sandler in this film. You see him in the bath, so we can compare bodies. Yeah. We... <laughs> young, <subtle> Sandler. <laughs> His young, beautiful body. Well, we are going to do a weigh-in. We could try and find out how much he weighed at that point. <laughs> Who's going to have that? Who's going to have that on record, how much he weighed? Uh, Google, maybe? Maybe. We could ask him, tweet him. Mate, how much did you weigh? <laughs> you know when you see those accounts that like day one of asking so-and-so to do so-and-so? We'll just do a tweet every day. It's like day one of asking Adam Sandler how much he weighed in Billy Madison. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, for goodness sake. So, yeah, if that is everything we have to say, so grab your swan, grab your uh, shampoo, grab your little cap, grab your mansion. Some suntan lotion. School, Yeah, your school bag. Grab your nudie magazines. Yeah, nudie magazines. Yeah, um, grab your, um, I think he's into wrestlers, maybe. Remember. Yeah, I think his teacher might be a wrestler. Yeah, something like that. Grab your Grab phone all... and make a apology to Steve Buscemi so that he doesn't shoot you when he comes to do a school shooting at the end of the film. That was it. Grab your, grab your weighing scale. <laughs> <laughs> grab your fitness books. And... <laughs> grab your grab your toes. Dumbbells. <laughs> grab your toes. <laughs> do you know um, what I? I don't know, this isn't the time to mention this, but I was listening to some podcasts recently and I, I've realised we've never made it explicitly clear that we're just going to, like, spoil a film straight away. Oh. Have you ever realised that? Yeah, we never said... Yeah, we're going to spoil Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> the reason was... I was thinking it was because I was editing our episode about Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio over on Real oh, Boys. I was maybe thinking, you should bloody hell, like, we just go straight in with all the spoilers. Maybe you should put a little disclaimer at the start that this is a spoiler episode. And... Nah, we've done it for three years. We spoiled Transformania. Yeah, away. yeah. who cares? Who cares about our it. listeners? Thank Billy you for coming Madison. back. We're spoiling it. It's been out 30 years. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying it. I don't care. Uh, Billy yeah. dies at the end. <laughs> oh, God, don't tell him that. Uh, so, yeah, come back uh, in a minute. Yeah. After the break, we'll have watched the film. Yeah, see you soon. Bye. Listening to the Sandler Pit.
Class, <clears throat> say hello to Billy Madison. Hello, Billy Madison. And we are back. We've been through all of grade school or high school or whatever they called it in the United States yeah. of America. We've watched Billy Madison and we're back to discuss it. Luke Thomas, can you tell us the plot of the little-known Adam Sandler film called Billy Madison? Yeah, I will recap the plot because no one who's listening to this will have ever watched this. This is very hard to get. This film is about a man called Billy Madison. He's how old, do you think? 27. Is he 27? Yeah, I'm pretty certain I read Fuck. that he's 27. That's why I related to it a bit more this time around because I'm 27 too. Yeah, I'm now 28, so I'm older than him. And he's lived so much more of a life. (laughs) (laughs) So he's 27 and he's um, clinically, like, mentally ill. I don't know. He's not not a well man, is he? (laughs) No, it it seems like he's not. But also he turns that on and off at the drop of a hat. And notice that more this time around that he does that. Yeah, because... to annoy people. And he blames him being out in the sun too long. But then he's hallucinating quite a lot. <laughs> it's only when he's drunk, though, isn't it? But who hallucinates when they're drunk? Billy Madison. Okay, well, he spends all his days hanging out with his two mates by the pool. Something happens where, like, his father owns a hotel company and his father wants to retire. He wants to leave the company to Billy Madison. But the company don't want that because Billy Madison's an idiot. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy, the guy from get out he just wants to be the head of this company rightly so because he's worked hard and he's made his way up the ranks and whatever and he knows the business but billy madison uh sets out to his dad that if he can go through all of school two weeks for each year or grade or whatever then he gets the business because it'll prove that he's smart yeah um what did you think of billy madison well yeah i've, I've seen it probably like 25 times now or something like that. And uh, it's aged like a fine wine. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm, it is one of those things that I've got a lot of nostalgia for it. And I remember most of the film every time I watch it, you know, almost to the point where I don't really need to watch it anymore. I've got that with a few films, but I was expecting going into it for it to have like aged badly for me, like almost all of these films have. But other than the odd, slightly misjudged part and Billy Madison as a character just in general, I did still really like it. Yeah, it made me laugh quite a few times and like it made me miss the this sort of like section of Adam Sandler films. We're on the verge of Murder Mystery 2 coming out and mm. I don't feel like that's going to be very funny whereas this was like making me laugh every couple of minutes. I still liked it. I can see why like I know that you've not you've seen this before but like mm. this isn't your favorite like Adam Sandler thing. You're probably going to say you hate it, which I think's I, I don't okay, know. I don't know. We haven't even got to my verdict, and you're just putting <laughs> words in my mouth. Like, what? what? I, re- I remember on? you not liking it when we spoke about it before, right. and I okay. could kind of see why. I reckon, but for me personally, I think probably watching this when you were like a juvenile idiot probably does kind of help. But um, yeah, I still liked it. How did you fare with Billy Madison on your second time watching it? Uh, so like I think I've said to you before, um, I've seen this before one time. I think I saw it at the start of lockdown, so mm. I don't have nostalgia for it particularly. That first time I watched it, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. The second time around, I liked it quite a lot, actually. Oh, and I, I, Yeah, I had quite a, <laughs> a lot of fun. I thought it was quite funny. I think this is a nice era where 
they're really silly, I think, and they get some really silly, quite funny gags in. The only issue I really have is just his up and down characterization. It's sometimes quite good, and then sometimes I'm like, what, what is this? And it's mm. just a bit annoying, a bit grating, a little bit too much of him like dancing and stuff. I think <laughs> he really comes into his own in a Bobby Boucher innocent type. Yeah, uh, and this is more of a grating, irritating character. But mm-hmm. I still liked it. I st- he still made me laugh quite a few times. And yeah, overall, I think it was very fun. I think elevated by one-off side characters who've never been in these films ever again. Really? Like who? Bradley Whitford. I thought oh, he yeah. was fantastic. And the guy who's running the school thing. What, uh, uh, Max Anderson, the head teacher. Oh, the head teacher a little bit, yeah. The love interest, she's actually really good. And yeah. that, but though the guy who's running the like quiz at the end, he's very Oh, memorable. yeah. Yeah, he's really yeah. good, isn't he? And then Chris Farley's in this. He's funny. Like, Norm MacDonald's quite funny. Like, mm. everyone in all the side characters are quite immediately memorable. And yeah. I think that, that elevates it quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's something that, like, this Happy Gilmore and Waterboy and Wedding Singer really get right. Mm. I don't feel like some of the other ones have it quite so much because there's like a bit of maybe too much of a reliance on like cameos from the other Happy Madison people. Whereas in the early ones, Mm. when they're still finding their feet, they've got room for like some really weird one-off characters. Yeah, like you say. The difference here between like grown-ups maybe is like in grown-ups, it would be Terry Crews is here and he's playing Terry Crews, which is Mm. good and it's fine. I like seeing that kind of an actor who we're familiar with who just plays that character over and over again. But here you've got like kind of a weird unknown actor playing a, but he's got like a character focus. It's like Mm. his wife's cheating on him. Every other like question (laughs) there's like about his his wife. And it's just like my wife, the whore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's just really funny and quite memorable. And I think the problem they might sometimes have or some modern comedies might have is relying on, oh, you know, this face and you know Mm. the character they usually play. Yeah. Uh, Like Kevin James is here eating chocolate in Mm -hmm. his police car and Hubie Halloween. But yeah, it's like a bit of shorthand. As soon as like Nick Swardson turns up, you know, yeah, he's going to be doing that funny, that voice and he's going to probably be getting beaten up by someone. That's, that's yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Whilst this feels a little bit less reliant on faces we know, it's just kind of doing its own thing. And yeah, it's got some really funny like comedy moments. I think the ending, I was really properly laughing <laughs> when when everyone starts kissing each other. It's so funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some reviews on uh I think it was on Letterboxd where people were saying that this film like shouldn't be taken seriously and that it's almost to the point where it's like a parody of those 80s films where like a young person does have to do something stupid for like some massive reward like a lot of those yeah. i think a lot of like teen comedies were a bit like that weren't they mm. um it does almost feel like a parody world because everyone is so extreme and over the top aren't they i feel like you don't really get that in many of the other films that we have watched on this podcast yeah particularly bradley whitford who you say is like a standout he's so <laughs> evil he's, um, <laughs> he's got like a fully black office and like a black rat cage with a black yeah. hamster wheel in it like it's just so weird and he, yeah and he puts that woman into a coma by throwing something at her throws a stapler at her and it puts her in a coma yeah <laughs> he's polishing he's polishing that statue's bum like yeah. loads. <laughs> and they're like where his character ends up at the end where he just immediately loses his cool and pulls out a gun it's really <laughs> really funny like it's it's really good 
Yeah, um, he is so funny. Even like in the first scene, as soon as he turns up, he's like pulling those faces at Billy Madison and trying to like set him off and stuff, isn't he? Yeah. He's got like, has he got like spinach either side of his, his mouth and he's like crossed his eyes and <laughs> across the table and he's, uh, he puts Billy Madison into, um, gibberish mode which is a yeah i don't know it's a good and bad thing i guess yeah i mean i don't know there was times in this film where i liked that whole yeah but there was times where it was just getting to me a little bit and i was like shut up you yeah. annoying little boy <laughs> <laughs> you annoying little 30 year old man <laughs> but um uh, i don't know i feel like that's the stuff from saturday night live isn't it like he kind of he did have to use it to some extent i guess to bring in the people that watched him on that and whatever yeah i get it but i just think that when you think about i think one of my my favorites are probably like the water boy and wedding singer and stuff and mm-hmm. i think his characters in those films are more they still have this angry tick or they still have they still still do something funny but there's a there's a heart to it a little bit and in this one it's more like he's just uh kind of doing this kind of jim carrey madness yeah. thing um, which works for a lot of it, but he's not as like yeah. vulnerable either, I guess, is he? No, not no, he like... doesn't really have a vulnerable side. Yeah, he's a bit one-dimensional, I guess. But, but you I know, mean, it works. For him. Just... It makes Veronica Vaughan fall in love with him, which is <laughs> a bit. That's one of my. That's one of my main points. Okay, so Veronica Vaughan, one of the most beautiful people who's ever existed. <laughs> Who is she? Was the actress? I know that she retired from acting like a little bit after this. I think. Uh, Bridget Wilson. Right. So she's absolutely gorgeous, and she's also like a teacher. And he's actively like a very strange, stupid man mm-hmm. who it seems quite vulnerable yeah. <laughs> in, in like every way. He's he a weird presence. Feel right, he's definitely he? a weird presence. That's for sure. And she hates him for like quite a bit, and she's mm-hmm. like really quite physically abusive to him. <laughs> <laughs> like she's like pulling him by his ear. There's one bit where she just get like starts proper punching him and wailing on him. It's because um, she can let out all the stresses of being a teacher on him without getting in trouble because it's not a kid. Yeah, but I feel like a teacher still can't do that. You can't just beat up a boy. And also, wouldn't yeah, she not. like I have to have a DBS for my job. If there was a person in the class who was who had the brain age of a ten year old but was twenty something, there's still a di- a power dynamic there which is being abused. <laughs> I think like I'd probably feel yeah like you can't date them yeah but she actively and openly dates him like as he's still a student or uh, yeah I would definitely say the dating is the biggest problem. It is a bit. Yeah, it's a bit odd. <laughs> Doesn't even wait till he goes to high school. <laughs> She's in there. While yeah, he's at least still... wait till he's in high school. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bit of a theme, isn't there, in these these films that he makes, where like a teacher's a little bit like like the like that's my boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he must have had like a crush on a teacher growing up or something. One hundred percent. It's funny. I think back to what my teachers were like at school, and I don't think I don't think there's anywhere I would have risked risked it all like he did in That's My Boy. I was going to say, though, did he risk anything? <laughs> no, he didn't really. He got line. molested. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, true, yeah. But no, I don't know. Yeah, it seems to have shaped a lot of his life growing up, doesn't it? A lot of his work, yeah. the crush on the teacher, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember having a crush on any of my teachers particularly. No. And yeah. then you said something about a PE teacher that you liked. What was his name? <laughs> <laughs> this is because before we started recording, I mentioned that I went to a primary school and all the teachers were like saying some very inappropriate things about the PE teacher. 
and his little short shorts. <laughs> so maybe they could relate to it then, I guess, because they have a fit teacher, but he's just a colleague. Yeah, he's a colleague. That's fine. Different, if he was, yeah. if he was the student, if they were like, "Oh, we've got Mister Whatever in here," he's a student here. He has the brain of a ten-year-old. I'd be like, "Oh, why are you saying that? That's even worse." <laughs> Everyone fancies Adam Sandler in this, though, don't they? They do. Like the head teacher gives him a card and says, "Like, uh, come fuck me. I'm horny." Yeah, <laughs> it's really in class as really well. Rude. Imagine if that went into the wrong letterbox or whatever by accident. Yeah, in imagine if that went to that. That little specky kid who pisses himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There'd be big trouble. Who's the other one that fancies? Oh, the maid likes him, Juanita. Juanita the maid. Something about him being like a piece of shit, but also a piece of ass, or something like that. Yeah. And then there's the uh, the mum of that kid. Yeah. Chris Farley as well. Chris Farley a little bit, yeah. He takes his top off for him in the tent when they're revising. <laughs> and... Um, Miss Lippy seems to fancy him at one point, the hippie teacher. Does she? When? When he first joins the class, she's like giving him a big hug. I think she like kisses uh, his ear or something. Oh, okay. I must yeah. have missed that bit. And then the kids, but what... well, they give him loads of Valentine's cards, don't they? Yeah, like what? The... <laughs> that is a bit of an uncomfortable film in some ways. Like it's a little bit like... I think that's fair. You shouldn't be near kids. <laughs> nah, I think it's, I know, it's I mostly know it innocent, I think. I know, it is. But it is weird that he's done a self-insert character where everyone everyone fancies him. Children, adults, yeah. all people. There's no one who isn't like immune to his charm. And he's the least charming man ever. <laughs> yeah. this person. But we are like 80-odd films into this. Not all Adam Sandler ones, but it is just a recurring thing that he's really self-deprecating, but also everyone fancies him in all of these films. Yeah, that is true. So this is true to Part kind of, of what we've seen. Yeah. Who else is there to talk about then in this? The supporting characters. What did you think of his two friends who would have obviously been Alan Covert and Jonathan Lockren if this came out like 10 years later? Yeah, um, I really liked Norm MacDonald in it. I think he's a little bit underused at times. Mm. But he has a couple of like quite good lines. Like he says, like, um, who would you rather get with Meg Ryan or Jack Nicholson? Yeah, He's like, Jack Nicholson in the 70s? <laughs> <laughs> that's quite good and he's got this kind of obnoxious I don't care about being an actor I don't care about being in films this is all a joke and it's stupid attitude which I quite like he's not even pretending to be good at acting or emote in any way he just looks like he's having a good time which is quite funny I think he's always sort of done that though hasn't he yeah he's the same in Dirty Work the whole way through that was his attitude which I quite like yeah yeah, I think it works for him because his delivery is just so weird in everything. Yeah. But yeah, he stands out a lot more than the other friend who... Who is the other guy? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't really looked into the cast for this. I can't even find it because is his name Jack? Yeah, I think so. So think this guy Jack. doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Mark Beltzman. Mark Beltzman. also in Wedding Singer, Vegas Airline. I think he's like he's the a... one that they like buy the plane ticket off or something i think it he's uh him. it looks like him he's been in like he's... brooklyn 99 he does like a lot of bit parts he's in home alone as stosh the character stosh in home alone right you remember him no, <laughs> no me neither he's fine he's not bad but i don't think they give him as much to do in this as even as norm mcdonald who doesn't have much to do himself really 
Yeah, I think those two characters in general could have been fleshed out a bit more because they're both pretty much the same characters. They're just Billy's stupid friends. But yeah, it could have just been I one person, really, couldn't it? Yeah, it should have just been Norm Macdonald because that, that other guy doesn't say anything, does he? No, not really. He like shoots a hose at a kid at one point. He tries to get off with a kid he at the end. He tries to kiss a 14-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe they should have just corrected this guy. <laughs> he abuses that and tries to kiss sweet. children. <laughs> oh dear yeah like you say i think if they'd have maybe made that just one character or, or had someone more interested in that role like a better comedy actor or yeah whatever, i think it'd have been a bit better yeah it definitely didn't need to be two people i guess they only did that so it didn't look as weird when they're like just hanging out at his house if it was just one guy on his own it would have been a bit more depressing than two people that are there enjoying yeah the true what did you think of the clown the clown <laughs> it was a really good clown actually i didn't think much of the clown until the musical number, where yeah. he's like, "I bet you thought I was dead" or something like that. It was a bit. <laughs> Do you not like when he when he fell over and just starts spitting blood everywhere? Loads of blood coming out of his head. Yeah, really horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, I quite like it. I quite like though that there's just something I noticed. I think on this time round that that clown's just in like every shot. <laughs> Is it <laughs> what in the back? Yeah, just not in every shot, but like. You know, whenever there's a group scene or whatever, like Billy's enrolling at high school and they're going like, oh, we're going to do the high school competition for the next week. And then you can see Billy Madison's mates and then just this clown. <laughs> He's just doing it quite realize. a lot. That's quite it's good. Quite funny. What did you think of the musical number? Um, I thought that was fantastic and I completely forgot about it. Considering how many times it. I've seen this, I forgot it as well. It was a great yeah. moment. It was nice. It's just like those little bits like that. And like, there's a lot of stuff in this. It sounds stupid to give it this much credit, but you know how like when you watch some of the more recent ones, the jokes are just like, we're a bit like, oh, was that just something they come up with on the spot? There's a few bits in this where at least it feels like it is building up throughout the whole film, like particularly like the banana on the road that the O'Doyles, you know, leads to their death. That was genius. That's been built up. (laughs) The O'Doyles thing, the running joke, like they all have quite a decent payoff, to be honest. I love the fact that there's like generations of this horrible, horrible yeah. same bully <laughs> who I think clearly must be a real bully. <laughs> right? yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. The O'Doyles, they're always haunting him. And then they, they all die in a horrible, including the little five-year-old one. <laughs> <laughs> it just shows you shouldn't be a bully. That's the moral of this whole film, isn't it? I really like that. Yeah, I really like, I liked his pack of little schoolmates. They don't yeah. like... School of Rock kids who are the, the best kids in any film ever. But they're still very like quite memorable and quite fun. Hmm. Yeah, they're all they're all pretty good, aren't they? Really? You don't really yeah. I don't think I've seen any of them in anything else, but especially like the younger ones, I think they're all kind of like quite sweet and whatever. They're it, again, it's one of those films where it could be really easy for the kids to be really great in and they're they're not. My yeah. favourite one is the bit where the start of I think it is the class of the teacher that he falls in love with, where he's saying like Oh, first and second grade were easy, but this one's going to be a real challenge. And that kid just looks at him with dead eyes. So gormless. Just Just stares right through him. Like that bit always makes me laugh. He does look a bit like Joe. Yeah, it's how I feel every time we do him real boys. Joe's looking at us like that. (laughs) But then he turns to the other kid and just says the exact same thing as well, doesn't he? (laughs) Yeah, because there's the kid who pisses himself. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, as an adult, it's cool to piss yourself. <laughs> These kids are so stupid. Like, 
I think as a child, I'd have not, I'd have seen right through that. I'd have been like, no, you that's wouldn't. not true. You wouldn't see through it now, I don't think. <laughs> Me and you have peed our pants many times. Yeah, I've pissed myself loads of times, but <laughs> I wouldn't say any cool. of those times. They were never cool. <laughs> a bit refreshing, but not cool. <laughs> um, yeah, that kid's just like, hey, look, he's pissed himself too. He's really cool. <laughs> Yeah, I like that kid. Bless yeah. him. I don't know his name, but the one who because Adam Sandler like grabs him later on. He's like, "Oh yeah, share shit." Yeah, I like that bit, and you can even hear the kid's head just shaking. Like, <laughs> um, and that kid's deceptively also got a massive ponytail. Yeah, <laughs> which you don't realize until like three quarters of the way through the film. He oh, he's got long hair too. Massive, beautiful long hair. It's I wonder amazing. if that was his real hair, or if it was a character choice. Can you imagine he made that decision on the set? The boy was like, I think my character needs to have a ponytail. Uh, but you don't have one now. <laughs> well, Wait five months. <laughs> he's at the costume department, like, clapping his hands, like, come on, <laughs> give me a wig. Clip it on. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of Mr. Anderson, the head teacher? He shouldn't be around, kid, should he? No, definitely not. He I, killed someone. When, yeah, when they were all at his house, I was like, ugh. <laughs> He came to the door wearing his wrestling mask as well. Like, what's yeah. he been doing? He's <laughs> like, so usually I don't let children in without their parents. Away, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <you> freak. Who's <laughs> the actor who played him? I'm not sure. You've asked me this so many times and I don't know who any of these people are in this. Because I thought that you knew things about films. I do, but I don't really know much about Josh Mostel, the character that played him. Um... He's in it's Big Daddy. Answer. He is actually. He's the guy who tries to take. Um, he's like the foster guy, tries yeah. to take the, the boy away. Yeah, he hasn't been the in villain. much since then, though. Yeah, he's the villain of the piece. <laughs> he's the villain Robot, who cares about apparently. the villain who cares about children's welfare. <laughs> yeah, he always cares about the children, idiot. <laughs> but no, um, I think he's he's all right. He's not my favorite part of the film by any means, but uh, I like that. He immediately gets called out by those kids when he lies, and then he's on t- doing a TV interview <laughs> again with loads of kids around him. Yeah, <laughs> him like they're going to beat him up. Like they're the mob. Yeah, I do like that. I like that it's such big news that they'd have to have a TV crew there for it as well. Yeah, that's. I think really that's what this makes this film feel like it is in this weird heightened world. That like it would be at the point where they needed to report on that in the town. He's having these big stupid parties every two weeks for for like going up a grade and all that. Like it's so heightened and weird. It's yeah, yeah. can't really take it seriously, can you? No, and that's kind of what I like. Like I like that he's swearing at school. I like yeah. that he mocks that kid who can't read. <laughs> I oh, like, yeah, to, to, I like today, that he, Junior. I like that he goes out and just throws loads and loads of dodgeballs at those kids and they're laughing at him. Yeah, <laughs> so horrible. This is Adam Sandler's first star in role, right? And um, hang on, what are you talking about? Does going overboard count for anything? Yes, that was a film, and he's the lead in it. <laughs> is it a film? <laughs> is it? Yeah, I thought yeah, it was a home movie. Wait, he made Bulletproof before this, right? Did he? I've, That's co lead, though, isn't it? He's the lead in that. Is he? I thought it was Damon Wayne's story. He is Bulletproof, do you not remember? Yeah, he's the hero, Bulletproof. Give me a minute. He's he Mr. Bulletproof. Sort by earliest first. So. Airheads? No, he's a side in that. And Bulletproof came out after this. Okay, but going, yeah, overboard, going overboard. Then. Yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. But I don't want to count that. I'm sure he probably doesn't want to count it. No one wants to count that. But this is like the first one where he's got a bit of creative input, I guess, as well. Yeah. Would you say? And um, he 
has so many of those tropes just already there. Like yeah. genuinely, like our Sandler scale is mostly made up of things that are in this film. <laughs> Not to jump ahead too much, but like I feel like you could just throw a dart at that list and you're probably going to hit one that is in this film in some way. Yeah, I don't want to spoil mine. Plays. But literally the only thing I think that I didn't get were at specific actors. Everything else I got. And pretty f- quickly as well. Nice. Very exciting. Listen ahead for that. <laughs> 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 but yeah, he's he's got the whole like, he sings, he shouts, he screams, he's shirtless. There's everything that we look for. But he even has the whole like being good at sports thing. Like very brief, but there's a bit yeah. where it shows him at basketball and he's really good. He is good. But then he's not good at sports because he loses that race against Bradley Whitford. Oh, yeah, that's true. What about the bit when Bradley Whit- Whitford's doing the um, the race at one of the parties with like his leg? Yeah, that's so kid, funny. Like, dragging the kid along. <laughs> You're embarrassing me. <laughs> oh, this is one where I would actually like them to do a sequel and to see where these characters are now. Because can you imagine Does how Bradley evil Whitford Bradley Whitford the would be now? No, he Doesn't just he left. Die? He got burnt alive at one point. Oh, yeah, point, yeah. But then he um, didn't he have like a broken leg. He got shot in the bum. Yeah, that was, yeah. He was on like uh, crutches. Yeah, okay. I'd like to see that that too, but I feel like they'd make it a bit naff. So I don't want to, I don't want to see it as well at the same time. Well, what about if they reunited for like a Super Bowl advert or something? Oh, yeah, I'd like that. Yeah, that'd be good. I'm not heartless, mate. <laughs> I'd love for that. Madison Hotels. I don't know what it could be for. It is so stupid, though. Like the plot really, like, it is so dumb. There's, isn't there a bit where he says to his dad, like, Dad, what about the 6,000 people that work for the company? Can we really hedge them on this? And he's just like, it doesn't matter, son, or <laughs> something like that. It's so bizarre. I feel like this is kind of like, it makes you feel warm inside when you're watching it. You're like, oh, this is nice, isn't it? Like, mm. it's not nice, but it's just a very nostalgic feeling film. Like, yeah. it makes you think about being a kid, and it's just like, yeah, it's just a bit harmless, I found. I mean, yeah, it's got some dated right. jokes, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. It is, it is an easy watch. Um, I've got a note that says, I love the fluid sexuality in the world of Billy Madison. Wait, uh, how so? Well, it's just very fluid, I think. Like, <laughs> the, even though the principle, I mean, it is, it is obviously a joke, but like, the principal has this crush on Billy Madison and no one really like calls him a, a weirdo for it or anything, even though it does feel a bit strange when he does it. Same with yeah, the bus you're driver. Right. The bus driver's bisexual. The bus driver is like, and he, he do, yeah, Billy Madison doesn't say shit to him. He's just like, oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, everyone's quite <laughs> All right. yes. strangely accepting in this world, which you wouldn't expect. But I think yeah. that's because this is the only one directed by a woman that we've watched. Is it really? Yeah. How mad is that? Goodness. It doesn't feel like that kind of film, does it? Who directed it? Tamara Davis or Tamara? I'm not sure. How is that say. genuinely? I don't. I can't be bothered to check. But is that the only film we've seen directed by a woman? I'm pretty certain it is. She's still working now as well. She's directed a lot of um, a lot of TV at the moment. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah, because most of them are directed by like Frank Caracci or Dennis Dugan or Robert Smigel, who's in this film. But yeah, yeah. Mo- most of them are. Just there's only like three or four directors that really do Adam Sandler's films, isn't there? But oh yeah, my God. and Steve Brew, I guess, is the other mixed, one. Mixed mixed Nora Ephron. Yeah, well that doesn't count. I'm that talking, doesn't count. <laughs> I'm talking like Happy Madison. Oh, his like leading role. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, no it's unusual, isn't it? 
Yeah, definitely. To the point where I didn't even check the director because I just assumed it would be just Tim Hurley. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's like the odd one where it's not those three or four usual guys, but yeah, it's it's not often that it's a woman. Yeah. Maybe oh bedtime stories. <laughs> no, I'm joking at Lelan Shankman. <laughs> Who <had> that? <laughs> oh my god, I've just like gone on here. Because I've gone like earliest to newest or or whatever, and right at the bottom's Dog Police. I was like, they're not rebooting that, are they? And it's because they've not put a fucking date on it. It's oh, just... right. Dog Police is I'm forever. Human. But yeah, there, I feel like there is something a little bit different with this film because of that. Even though he is playing this like questionably portrayed character, it does kind of feel like this one doesn't have as much punching down in it as you'd expect. Yeah. There's nothing too uncomfortable. I don't know. I mean... I'm sure people could watch it and find a lot of reasons to complain about it, but there's nothing that like sat massively uncomfortably with me, really, that I can think of. No, me neither. I don't think there is anything. No. It's just funny. It's just really silly and funny and, z- and zany. Maybe the old bit about the wife having the affair. <laughs> no, I'm joking. She deserves it. She deserves it. <laughs> <My wife's laughs> <the trap. laughs> there is the one bit where he goes to where he like gets dared to touch the teacher's boob, isn't there? And he goes, that's assault, brother. <laughs> he says, <Yeah>. brother. <laughs> and then she kind He's of just like, calls oh, him out but for it. Maybe I might do it. Ah. <laughs> do you double dare me? Ah. <laughs> Does this seem like a man performance here that like he's going to be in about 45 films in the next 30 years when you watch this? <laughs> Starting a film empire. No, but. I mean, he's got energy, and there are moments where he's very, very funny. Like the Today Junior, the bits where he's hitting all the kids with the dodgeballs. He, he's. This is probably the first time where he was funny, as in like chronologically. Chronologically, wise, yeah. No, where I, I get it, I get it here, and yeah. like in SNL, I don't get it. In going overboard, I don't get it. In kind of a lot of that early stuff, I don't get it. And this one, I'm like, all right, here I see go. your strengths now. Here we go. Yeah. But yeah, I think it is just it is just a good concept, isn't it? It's kind of like a winning formula, yeah. I think. It's always always gonna work. Did you like that Bradley Whitford had a little uh cut out of Billy Madison's head that he was putting into little particular envelopes that represented <laughs> the year he was in? Like, why did he have that? <laughs> and he was getting more and more like graffitied as it went along, wasn't it? The eyes yeah, were getting like the whole and... Yeah, he pokes a hole through the eyes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think there's loads of quite good visual comedy. I think the best, obviously, in the whole film is the uh, the guy who he calls up because he bullied him at, at school or whatever. And mm. then it's a very, very normal conversation and he just turns around and crosses out Billy Madison's name on a big list yeah, of people, people I'm going to kill. kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I really love that. That's very good. Like, very good visual comedy. And it's just all, like, just so understated and stuff if you it's not shouted about it's just really funny and yeah that was that was genius yeah it does work really nice and um then he puts on some lipstick doesn't he and cries to the song yeah so then he comes back he comes back as well so again it's one of those jokes where there's a quite decent payoff later on as well yeah because he's the one who saves the day by shooting the main character he's like thank god i thank god i caught that guy Um, what did you think of the um, outfits of this film? They're very 90s, aren't they? They're very 90s. They're very much He's something wearing... me and you would hone in on. <laughs> All of the stuff he wears. <laughs> I love his outfits in this. They are 
outrageous. Like, how dare he? <laughs> the, <laughs> the audacity of some of the outfits in this are incredible. Like, he's there's one bit where he's wearing like a jumper. It looks like a it looks like a cricket jumper, but it's been it looks like it's been chewed by a rat. Yeah, it's a vest, <laughs> isn't it? Cricket vest, <laughs> chewed up one. Yeah, what is that? Is With that a, a real Kango hat? Isn't it? Yeah, so the biggest T-shirt I've ever seen on a human being, the biggest shorts I've ever seen on a human being, a backwards baseball cap <laughs> and a cricket jumper that's been chewed by a rat. <laughs> like, what is that outfit? I love it. It is mad, but at the same time, like, that is what all the Nepo babies are like. They do all wear these insane outfits, don't they? They've got to that's stand true. out from behind their, I... their parents' shadows. I think as well, this is a little bit ahead of its time like i think people are wearing this now this is i went to um the washington which is a bar in sheffield i watched a gig there the other day and it was full of all these like trendy 20 year olds but trendy 20 year olds who all like dress like old men oh, and i was like what is this place and it was it was mystifying i was, was like that these... the one i messaged you about and i said it looked yeah. like the neckbeards meetup <laughs> the annual neckbeards meetup <laughs> But they're all trendy babies as well. But they're all super, super trendy and cool. This is what the kids of today are wearing, man. They're dressing like Billy Madison. It is true, yeah. I I have this weird thing with work where like I'm usually one of the youngest people working there. I don't yeah. know what it is about TV or whatever, but I worked on like a different kind of show with bigger teams. But you had a few like runners that were like early 20s or like late teens and stuff. And the things they were wearing and doing were so weird. They had mullets. Yeah. Yeah, the mullets. They all have mullets. A lot of the hairstyles and stuff in this. Yeah, you could definitely see that those trends have like come back around. Yeah, like I, I go like running in the park near my house, and it's right next to like the uni. And the students, they're just so weird and cool looking. I'm like, all of them have mullets. All of them have like tattooed eyebrows and stuff. They all just look mental. And I'm like, a big respect to these freaks. And Billy Madison predated all of them. I can't imagine anyone ever looking at like us when we were at uni and thinking like, God, look how young and cool they are. No, we dress like absolute shit. Have you ever seen photos of us from Batman? Yeah, yeah you used to wear all the same stuff. I don't because I'm about, I look like I've eaten <laughs> <laughs> me from uni. I think I saw like a shirt I wore, I used to wear at uni and I couldn't get in it. It was like oh, tiny. I don't still have any of my clothes from back then, I don't think. Do you not? Not really. I, could probably, I probably could still fit in some of them. Wear like some of the shirts as t-shirts this time. Sleeves I swear me. I swear medium at uni. What the fuck? That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, the you do with the McDonald's logo. <laughs> 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 I can't joke about that. I'm the same. <laughs> I was gonna say what are you say. I love to be fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. And this has the same thing as like dirty work, where it's just like big, big checked shirts, big, yes. big t-shirts. A lot of the t-shirts he wears, they're a good fit, good oversized fit. But like, yeah, they are. The colors are extreme. It'll be like a bright orange t-shirt, and it's like if that was in like a pastel, you'd be alright. But yeah, I love that they go down to like his. They go down to like below his elbow. A t-shirt is crazy. Love a t-shirt like that. I think this is his best, one of his best dress films. I think. Yeah, do you reckon? Yeah, but like, I do like it. Quirky, interesting. Yeah, like it's ironic, but it's also like pretty good. I like his trainers he wears in the pool, those Nikes. I like <laughs> oh, his yeah. big boots his that he big wears. Worker boots. Yeah, they he dresses really cool. I want to dress like this. <laughs> what about the one point? I feel like he dresses exactly the same in Happy Gilmore as well, doesn't he? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like he does. A bit more of an adult. But, he's um, a bit more grim in that. What about that bit where he's when they're doing like the uh, contest against each other, and it's like chemistry, and they pull something out of like some bubbling liquid, and he just pulls his boot out of it as if he's like yes. found the formula <laughs> to make a boot, and they all believe it. They're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> and he's just got one shoe on. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I love that he like loads. He's got so many points in that competition just from absolute like insane luck. Like, how yeah. did you do get that a point? <laughs> and what about the Eric loses because um, he doesn't understand business ethics, even though his whole <laughs> thing is that he's a businessman. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls a gun out like immediately. He just freaks out because <laughs> <laughs> he's so evil. He doesn't understand ethics. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> no it is yeah. good i had a really fun time watching this one i think it might as well be because we used to watch loads of these and then we've kind of stopped doing these films because we've run out of them mm. so now i've been doing weirder stuff and i'm glad he stuff them. me too bloody hell this was a like a, a bloody mirage wasn't it <laughs> yeah what is it now 14 episodes until happy gilmore something like that Oh god, so long, but god, I feel satisfied for for a little bit. I might rewatch it whilst we've still got the download ready. <laughs> Wait till we have to watch Father of the Year. We see David Spade in our hot tub. That'd be good. Uh, <laughs> I think there is like comedy has like kind of died, hasn't it? <laughs> a little bit, like yeah, we're not getting this bit. joy anymore. I guess it it kind of depends. Films have to, we've said it before, like films now have to be like a hybrid, don't they? Yeah. When was the last broad? Else. When was the last comedy you've seen like this in like recent times? Uh, I don't know. You wouldn't like, count something have... like Glass Onion, would you? It's a murder mystery. That's a murder mystery, mate. That's barely a comedy. I'm gonna look through my top films of the year last year. I'm gonna see if any of them are a comedy, except for like Puss in Boots. But again, that's an animation, so that mm. doesn't count. The Fablemans was a laugh a minute. Oh yeah, bloody hell. Laughing at how horrible his mum was over and over again. <laughs> yeah, I can't the whale that. was hilarious. <laughs> you had a whale of a time. All right, I'm still going through. Still not found one. Uh, Jackass Forever. But yeah, that's more of like a documentary. Um, bodies, no, bodies, bodies. But that was like that's a hybrid. Yeah, that's a horror comedy. Horror comedy. Do Revenge was pretty good, but some like it hot. <laughs> From the it's pretty new in it. <laughs> Catherine called Birdie was quite good, but again, that's like a medieval film. I've not, I've not seen a broad com. Brian and Charles was good. I want you back was good, but that was a rom com. They're all like just. There's no broad comedies anymore, and it's really mm. sad. Yeah, I don't think I've seen one in the cinema other than Jackass in a long time. No, I've I've got through the whole of the year and not found any that I would say. So it's a shame. There's this kind of it's all on cinema TV, doesn't isn't it? exist. Yeah, TV. I was also looking on IMDb earlier to prepare for this, even though I haven't known in the name of any single cast member that you've mentioned. But <laughs> it said Adam Sandler's latest thing that he was in was that '90s show, which is like the new version of that '70s show. And I've watched, no, like, I watched a few episodes of it, and he's not in it. I don't know why they've got him listed. Like I've seen the episode; it said that he's in, and he's not in. And it. he's he's not in it. No. Yeah, I've looked at that '90s show, Adam Sandler, and he's not here. No. There's nothing about him. I think maybe I saw it on Wikipedia. Yeah, same. That night but... show is the biggest new Netflix show this week. It's hitting Netflix, blah, 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 blah. The thing is, it's never going to stop. We're at Adam Sandler, until he's he's gone, he's always going to be in new things. So we're going to have to keep this rolling. 
I think one of us will die before he's he dies. It's fine. There are I'm calling it now. <laughs> I was thinking about my funeral earlier. I, was, I think I, I'd quite like Caledonia to play when I'm, my coffins go into the. What's that? Who are they? It's that song, isn't it? You never heard the song Caledonia? Don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. Sing it. I don't know. I don't keep the point that I needed proving. Lost the friends that I needed losing. I was on the way. Let me tell you that I love you, that I think about you all the time. Come on, you know Caledonia. Nah, that does oh, need well. to pay your funeral. It's, it's appropriately shit. It was playing. <laughs> oh, 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 right. It was playing. I was. It was playing in my car. Came yeah. on on shuffle, and I was like, "Fuck! I want that as my funeral song." I thought that today. I thought you wanted to get cremated to burn, baby, burn. <laughs> that, that would also be badass. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is fucking bollocks, mate. I can't find anything about it. I think I've seen the thing you mean, your song. It looks fucking boring. You, you, what are you on about, mate? Dougie McLean. Caledonia. Dougie McLean. Yeah, I want that played as my, at my funeral. You love all these like boring, dull white men no one cares about that sing with acoustic guitars, don't you? Yeah. Would you say that's like most, <laughs> would you say that's that is your genre. music taste? Is it? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Like, I mean, I've really, really got into uh, Country Roads recently. <laughs> what, uh, John Denver? <laughs> yeah. That's all right. That's a good song. I can't stop listening to Country Roads. <laughs> is it because you watched that Studio Ghibli film? Yeah, mate. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, they sing a fucked it... up version of it, though, don't they? No, this is a good version of it. I've got that on one of my playlists. No, as but well. the lyrics are mad, aren't they? Like about homework or something. I watched it in Japanese. The Japanese one, I I don't yeah, know. But it would say it's in the subtitles. Japanese. Yeah, but like if I listen to the song now, I, yeah, I don't matter, have subtitles on the phone. Why not? Yeah. Well, on Spotify, just always <laughs> the lyrics. To subtitles. <laughs> you can look at the lyrics on Spotify, can't you? <laughs> but no, I've yeah, I've got into like Neil Young and. Yeah, I listen to some shit like no good. It's like your music taste has become all the people in the background of Live Aid that like everyone. Yeah, man. Have to tell you who they are. <laughs> That's, Paul Paulson. That's a good one. I, oh, is it? I just think what Lannis Morissette, the greatest singer of all time. Oh right? god, man, she sounds like a chicken being run over. <laughs> oh shut up! I've really got into a Lighthouse Family recently. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Jesus, when these are like close to tears, remember. No, Hi Bye Lighthouse Family also will be playing at my funeral. For God's sake. Luckily, no here, one will here. fucking be there. Re- <laughs> <laughs> that means either no one will go. You've outlived everyone. Can't get it off work, or I've outlived everyone. Which you're so I, healthy. I'd love that. I'd, yeah, because I'm so healthy now that I outlive <laughs> everyone. I know. You said I in our Pinocchio episode, you hate the thought of living. On your own and being immortal. Yeah, I know. I was lying. I was just trying bravado. I hashtag live forever. There's another song you no. like, Oasis. No, I hope I die at like maybe like 65, but I like everyone so. who I. Everyone... <laughs> <laughs> but everyone I know is still kind of uh, is alive, so they can all go to my funeral and feel really bad and say he was too young, but I he wasn't. He died as young, he lived, but I was that gorgeous. <laughs> Oh no! And irritating. <laughs> I was just really annoying everyone around from my dead body. I annoyed the paramedics. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not, that's not true. It's really good. You are horrible. Who do you think the listeners like more, me or Remember you? Remember, I say I'm not approachable. <laughs> yeah, you're not approachable. You're kind of nasty. Who do you think the listeners like more, me or you? 
I reckon we're we're both like hate listen to. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone liking either of us particularly. I listen to it and I like you more. But that's in, in general. No, I don't think I am that self-deprecating though. <laughs> I think I, I fucking love myself, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love I love you. <laughs> you don't need to say yeah, something like I that. Do. Of it's disgusting. Ugh. Ugh. No, don't say that, Ken. That made me feel ill. No, because you just got like great sense of humor. Your insight, the way you look at things, is just interesting, isn't it? Oh, shut the fuck up! <laughs> Stop <laughs> doing that. Stop saying that. You're like an everyman on of the podcast world. I think you're like the Tom Hanks of podcasting. You go in any situation, and you're like, your like personality just shines through. <laughs> shut the fuck up! Stop it. <laughs> Some say things you don't mean. Just keep it ground. No, I just think you just keep it grounded. You know, the nastiest things you've ever done. <laughs> oh, nice. Isn't I wonder it? how many regrets I'll have when I'm an old man. Probably every one of these episodes that yeah, I'll really least, regret. At least a hundred. <laughs> so I was thinking, like, I don't think I've had like I've not had a relationship since we started this. I think this is the reason why. <laughs> it's hard to maintain a relationship. Really weird, isn't it? Podcast, yeah. It's really weird. Anyone like who hears this, it's just like that's weird that you do that. Really? Probably. Not really. <laughs> You'd have to speak <laughs> to some people first to find out. <laughs> You'd have to tell them. God. No, I never tell anyone about this anymore. No. I think. I think it was fun when we'd done thirty, but now we've done like eighty something. It's like, oh fuck, you're weird. Now that we're heading into the three-year mark. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite a lot. Our podcast is a toddler now. <laughs> there was a point where it was interesting enough that it could walk, but the fact that it's going to nursery quite soon is pretty fucked up. Yeah, it's, it's soon going to be able to vote. <laughs> I think we've I covered everything for Billy Madison. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say. I had a nice time. It's good. Yeah, me too. Very nice time. So we already mentioned that this film had a hell of a lot of the tropes that we've come to expect from Adam Sandler films. Mm. Should we go on to our Sandler scale and talk about how many we ticked off? Um, yes. Should I go first? Yeah. Okay, I, I've got a line. I didn't get everything, but I did get a line. Don't quite know when it happened because I wasn't paying as much attention to the music in the background as I should have. So misogyny was one, and I kind of crossed it immediately with the like the way he was like, it's Snooty Magazine Day. Ugh. Yeah, fair enough. Immediately being quite gross. Everybody loves him. I got that at the at the fair, the fairground. Yeah, you know, that he has a, a fair after he graduates every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think at those, everyone loved him. And then when he was in primary school, everyone loved him as well. All his mates. Yeah. Um, and then my last one, seventies and eighties song plays, but. I'm not sure when the first one was. The one that stuck out for me was the one from Blade of Glory. You're strong man, strong man. Stroke me, stroke me. Billy Squire, the stroke. Is that what that's oh, is that, what, is that what he said? Stroke, stroke me. me, stroke me. Is that what I thought he said strong man, strong man. <laughs> just you to think that. It's your workout song. You've just ruined I... my workout. So I listen to strong man, strong man. Strong man, strong man. Is it not called The Stroke? Yeah. It is called The Stroke, yeah. Stroke me, stroke me. Yeah, it is. Could be a winner, Take the rhythm. Oh, yeah, he says stroke me. I've always heard it as strong man. Strong man, strong man. (laughs) I'm so sorry to have ruined your your workout playlist. It genuinely is on my workout playlist. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> lifting those weights really he's talking about being stroked not about you being <laughs> such a strong man strong man strong man <laughs> i love that song i love the fact that it's back to back in this and blades of glory what yeah, a fucking what legacy honor. that's amazing um, I think that first plays at the bit where he's like driving up to the high school. I think that's yeah. playing on his radio and all the kids are like, ugh, what's that? I feel like there's more songs in it, though, in the background. Yeah. But yeah, I wasn't paying attention to the soundtrack very well. But that is the standout. Um, yeah, that's the standout for me. And it plays over the credits again because it's such mm-hmm. a good fucking song. So other than that, the other ones I got, I got Violent Kids for the, what they got, the O'Doyles. The O'Doyles, yeah, sure. Um. I got urine for that little boy pissing himself, and I got Sandler sings. He kind of has a melody to his voice the whole time. Like most of his lines, it feels like he's singing them. Yeah. Um, got at the start, lotion—that's a song, isn't it? Yeah, he's singing there. Like what counts as a song and what counts as words? Like, yeah, it's a bit hard to singing. Yeah, but he literally sings a musical in the middle of it. So yeah, yeah, there's a hell of a lot of singing. This film would have been great as a musical. Has it been adapted into one? It should be, shouldn't it? Definitely. And then the middle, you can get strong man, strong man. <laughs> da, 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 da. When, when they're coming out for the encore, when they're bowing down to the to the audience, that song could play. Strong man, nice. What's their fast food in this? There's a lot yeah, of lunchtime food. They go for food. a burger very quickly, and they throw the gherkins. They at the do, wall. yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I've got another one. God, I've yeah. got them in all directions. To be fair, I could have maybe got this maybe a minute. In because I've also got a line of your fast food and everybody loves him. I've got a line of Sandler sings fast food 70s, 80s song. I've got nice. I've got loads of lines. The only ones I didn't get were Tim Meadows and Jonathan Lockroom. Yeah, they're not in it, are they? No. Very, very good, obviously, solid. on my list. Yeah. Very what about solid. you? Yeah, I did all right as well. I got uh five out of nine. I got a line 34 minutes in. Mine was old joke, which is when he got the nudie magazine of women over. 80, I think it was. Very old. I got alliterated love interest as soon as Veronica Vaughan was on screen. And fart. There's a bit where they're like doing the register. They're like, is John here? Is Sally here? Billy Madison? And then he's like, does a big fart noise. But also there's a lot of like kids doing the underarm, whatever you call that. The um... pump, pump your arm and yeah, do a little fart noise. Can you do it? I used to be able to do it. Is that working? I can't hear it. Oh, it's this stupid background music setting. Yeah, I'm doing it. It's sounding pretty good. Yeah, the background noise removal on Netflix, uh, not Netflix, on Zoom's got really good. Let's go. I can't hear anything. I'm doing it. Should I try and talk while I do it and see if that makes any difference? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? (laughs) I can't hear it. I can't hear it. I can't. Oh, I bet I had stink of BO now. Touching our armpits. Uh. Oh, it smells like deodorant. God. Gross. It was like death. <laughs> like right oh, guard. God. Um, <laughs> yes, there's a lot of fart sounds. Mm. I don't know necessarily that anyone actually does like a full-on fart, but I mean, we'd have to go to VAR if we wanted someone to test what counts <laughs> as a fart or not. Maniac villain, Bradley Whitford. Goes about saying. Big as man, soon as yeah. the man turns up, I think there's like some menacing music. <laughs> Who's the guy? The character who's like the nice guy who gets the company at the end. Oh, the guy of Friends. Yeah, we we've not had this for a while. I haven't watched Friends, have I? <laughs> <laughs> the neighbor from Friends. He's the neighbor yeah. from Friends. Kramer, the neighbor. Um, He's not Kramer. Love track comedy. Oh, he played no, but he plays Kramer in in Seinfeld. He gets cast as Kramer in Jerry. 
plays. <laughs> he does play Kramer. He's, oh, he looks sick, like Kramer, doesn't he? Sick joke. Yeah, he's got that sort of look about him. Yeah, the, there's a bit where he's like, he tells Billy that Eric's been conniving. He's been making up plans, and he's like, Eric was saying a lot of menacing things at lunch. <laughs> it's like such a weird way to speak <laughs> about someone. <laughs> saying some that. menacing things. I also had shouting Sander. I took that early. That's when he was shouting, nudie magazine day, nudie magazine day. Like running along. Yeah. Also, I didn't get Alan Covert. He's not in this, surprisingly. Um, there's no Pepsi. I think they drink a Coke at one point. So I was like, yeah, that's Pepsi out the window. No half-naked slow-mo. thought there might have been some of that. What a shame. Yeah. He's half-naked quite often, but not yeah. in slow-mo. And I didn't get a racist joke, I don't think. There's some questionable accents in there, but I don't think anything particularly... Nah. If you're listening and you can think of some racist jokes, write in yep. at gmail.com because I, I couldn't remember. Leave us a five-star review on Apple and leave what the <laughs> racist joke is there in your review. <laughs> Look, there's Larry Hankin in Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, wow. He looks good, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he looks lovely. <laughs> it's really funny. Thanks for the screen share. Really, really good stuff. You know what? I think we've done this for ages. I never screen share. No, you've done it twice. I feel today, like it's something that... I know, I'll keep doing it. I showed you Ethan Soupley's body. <laughs> uh, yeah, so quite a lot of hits. I don't know who won, but we're all winners when there's a lot of we're ticks winners, on our sound yeah. scale. Lovely yeah, stuff. for sure. Okay. Um, so You've got the DVD for Billy Madison. You can choose to either enrol it in every single grade at school until it finally graduates uh, at graduation ceremony at Sandler Castle, where it will become a teacher for the other students at the the castle, like uh, the animal and <laughs> the animals like <laughs> the castle, is it? No. <laughs> Why is that the only thing I can think currently? Of? Wedding singer, water boy, hundred percent fresh all that stuff, mm-hmm. or is it going to uh, trip over at the carnival and bleed out of its uh, head like the clown and fall into our sandler pit where it'll rot with going overboard and oh. and the other such, like Norma the North and the animal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are you going to put this castle or pit? Yeah, for me, it's a castle film for sure. I think you were right when you said it's kind of like he's, he's a rival. This is where his comedy actually starts to work. And I think you can see the birth of a lot of his winning tropes, really. The character is a bit hit hit and miss, but for the most part, I do quite like him, or at least I like watching him, even if he is annoying. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just like the world of this film. As weird and sort of surreal as it is, it does work for me. It is a film I feel like you can go back to quite a few times. The jokes do mostly stand up. I did definitely laugh a good like 20 times, even though I've seen this so many, <laughs> so many times before. Yeah, there's a good cast. There's some good big like set PC moments that are quite funny. And yeah, I just feel like you can't beat Bradley Whitford being a raging lunatic, but being surrounded by children and like getting guns out on him and <laughs> dragging them along the floor during a race or throwing a stake <laughs> through a woman and knocking her out. And yeah, he's it's such a strange film. Definitely worth a watch if you've not seen it before. I mean, if you've listened to this and you haven't seen it, you're a bit of an odd person, I guess, because we've spoken about it at length. and <laughs> <laughs> It's been very niche, but a good watch definitely deserves to be in the castle. And I'd probably even say quite fairly high up in the castle. Oh, How about nice. you? Yeah, exact same. Uh, definitely a castle film. Uh, this holds up quite well. It's it's very fun, uh, zany. Uh, quite a lot of good 
comedy moments. Uh, and yeah, it feels like the first time that it makes sense why this guy has got like a big film career. He's It's a very funny film. It's got a really good supporting cast, some really good visual comedy. And I think the last 20 minutes are absolute genius. I think as soon as he gets to the high school and they start doing the education decathlon, after that point, that is a 10 out of 10 perfect film. Like there's nothing. It's so good. Yeah. So the montage of him and Bradley Whitford doing the stuff at the school, <laughs> then going straight into like a game show they're hosting. <laughs> that weird man who hate his wife cheated on him and then followed straight in by like Bradley Whitford pulling out a gun. That really good line where he's like, everybody in the room's stupider now for listening to you. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> the school shooter come in and then everyone at the end kissing each other, ending on. Chris Farley snogging a penguin. Oh yeah, topless <laughs> yeah. or whatever. This absolutely insane, uh, fever dream genius. So yeah, I really did like this a lot more in rewatch, and yeah, definitely high in the castle for me as well. Lovely stuff. Well, a new entry to the castle, following uh, hot on the tail of the Encino Man. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot we put that in there. It's so weird. We went for a phase in like February of. I reckon it was 2021 where we watched loads of really insane but rubbish films. We put them all in the castle because we were like, it was basically depressed. Yeah. And then for years, I feel like since then, we've not put anything really in the castle for quite a long time. And now we're just letting anything in. Not Billy Madison, that deserves it. But Encino Man, that's mad, isn't it? Yeah, that wasn't even that good. I can't remember it at all. <laughs> we watched it like two weeks ago. But, you know, like, it's fine. The whale's in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've not even seen it yet. Still haven't watched it. <laughs> Talking of whales, now it's time for Real Fit Boys. They are going to be real fit boys. Real fit boys. So yeah, this is our segment where we, I mean, in the most January move ever, we made a fitness segment on our film review podcast where we were really inspired to get into great shape. And we've committed to doing yeah. it for, for at least a year, I think we said. A year, a year, yeah. And yeah, we made a lot of big goals, a lot of promises. And um, yeah. yeah, we wanted to just be real fit boys. Luke Thomas, what, where's your progress at with Real Fit Boys? Um, so I started the fitness journey at 16 stone four. So that's 228 pounds of pure muscle and power. <laughs> <laughs> now, because I was eating a cheese board like every day of all of December and I was like so unwell. Hmm. Um, so I've been running ev- pretty much every day, like five times a week and eating a lot cleaner and I'm in a calorie deficit. And I've had like quite a few like cheat days. I was doing really well in January, but then we're at the start of February now. And I've had a, a couple of days of like not amazing eating. I've been drinking beer a couple of times as well, which oh. I did cut out for a while. But yeah, I'm getting back on the kind of fitness thing. I'm intending to join the gym, but who has time, you know, it's really hard. Yeah. When you um, said you but... were back back on the, I thought you were saying back on the wagon. Like you Back on the wagon. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> 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 um no I've, but I've gone down to 15 uh, stone 6. I was a little bit lighter at the end of January. Mm. So I've lost in total so far in one month I've lost 12 pounds. 
That seems um, worrying, doesn't it? That means you'd be fully gone if you just carried on the whole year at that rate. <laughs> Could you imagine? Just disappear. My aim is to be one stone. And <laughs> oh, I think I, I think I've said before though, but I don't really buy in too much to the the weight and stuff. It's more like what the weight is. Like I, I don't mind if I had like if I was quite heavy but quite muscular and and whatever. I wouldn't mind. So I don't really worry too much about the weight, but yeah, just slimming down and getting a bit leaner is is my goal at the moment. Yeah, you're well yeah. on your what way. A... It sounds like I know. Well, making I'm some really good a... progress. I think you should be yeah. proud of yourself. Thank you. So not only are you the shining light of podcasting, you're also the top real fit boy. <laughs> I know. So please, can you update the listeners on your progress? Yeah. So it's been a roller coaster in that <laughs> <laughs> we've got back to the same part where you start, like a roller coaster does. Um, <laughs> there's been ups and downs but i'm back exactly at the exact level i was where i started so 50 uh 14 stone seven well no i think i was so i explained this to you before on air it was like before christmas i was i think 14 10 is the biggest that i've been lately mm. and then after christmas i went down like two pounds and then so so when we started real fit boys i was 14 8 the best I've been since then was like 14.2, I think. But now I'm just back to 14.8 again. Like that was like two weeks ago. So like it's been like a, it's probably been about a month since we did the first one. Mm. So for two weeks, I was yeah. all right. But what it is, is that there was two weeks when I was at home. So I could manage what I was eating, wasn't snacking, could control everything. And then since then I've been working away and I've been in like a lot of premier inns where like the only food options are beef eater. Um, which <laughs> I don't know how to explain what a beef eater is, other than like it's food that like a kid would like, like just really fried meat. <laughs> it's all fatty and stuff. Like it's hard to be healthy when you're somewhere like that. Been doing a lot of driving and stuff. I've been better at not snacking. Been better yeah. at portion control to some extent, but I feel like I'm just starting off. Really, I had to get loads of chocolate out of my flat, didn't I? So. Yeah. Do you not feel like really that about having to do it just because of this podcast? Yeah, I feel <laughs> like I've committed me? to something I'm really not interested in. Yeah, <laughs> there's, like a, just... there's been short phases where I've been like, oh, I'd quite like to do it. But then I think about when I'm working, it's like, I don't want to have to fucking worry about being healthy. As weird as that sounds. Yeah, but your heart's telling you different. Like, it's not, though. It's I feel explode. fine. Like, I'm, I'm well all the time. I'm always well. Like, I'm never ill, so there's no Not health, health reasons yet. for it. Not yet, mate. I, I'm still I'm still going to aim to get to get into a better shape because I've so I'm going on holiday in April and I want to mm. I want to be able to be topless. And for, I want the men around to say I'd like to take a ride on that. Those <laughs> surfboard abs. <laughs> I think I'm going to Barcelona in July and stuff. And I just like the idea of being quite, I don't know. Tanned. I can whip my I can whip my top off and stuff, and it's like, it's not it's not too awful. Mm. I don't need anything crazy, but by October, I want to have the body of Kratos from <laughs> God of War. The worst thing that's happened, I think I've realised like this. I did some exercise in a couple of days, mm. but I think I'm doing the wrong thing. I think I need to just start doing some cardio. So I was doing like sit ups and planks and stuff, but I don't think it's for me. Yeah, sit ups and I'm not a huge fan of sit ups and planks. First. Yeah, like I'm, I I've in the past like done a lot of like weightlifting more than cardio and just kind of gone that route. 
and I'm eat, eating a lot of food as well. And yeah. it just doesn't really sit well because I just feel really heavy. And then I don't want to go to the gym because I'm just feeling heavy. Mm. Um, so I'm blending in a lot more cardio. And I've gone up from, I could barely do 1K in the end of December. And I was I did 1K and I threw up in a bush. Goodness sake, mate. <laughs> and uh but now i'm i'm doing about three to five k a day usually like a little bit more than five k um it's pretty good, but i was did i tell you about my setback that i had where i fell down a grassy ravine trying to save a child <laughs> <laughs> no oh there's crooks valley park which is near my flat and i go running there because it's like a perfect little loop around a, a little lake so if you want to assassinate Luke Thomas, that was Crooks Valley Park. Crooks Valley Park, midday. Crux Valley I'm there Park. Every day, I'm the Look man for the looks... big man with the beard. Yeah. I'm the man who looks like a rhino and he's breathing <laughs> really heavily. <laughs> and you can he's hear me coming because I'm I'm landing on my like feet. I have no like bounce to me. I'm just like a big stampede in rhino. He needs to get some trampoline um... shoes. <laughs> Moon boots. <laughs> uh, but I'm running, and then there's like. A descending path so there's like a path and then an adjacent path down a small little grass verge and okay. there's like that going down towards the lake so i usually run down then run down the steps and then run down again so kind of doing like this kind of mo- loop, motion little sort of figure the, eight not figure eights because i'm kind of getting slowly towards the lake and then i'm bam 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 around the oh, lake yeah and then I okay. leave. whatever um i'm doing that yeah a bit of a mario in donkey kong <laughs> running up the thing <laughs> if you're looking for him to assassinate him he's the one running away from the barrels (laughs) (laughs) i'm the man who keeps jumping into the air (laughs) eating mushrooms while he runs (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah i was like running and then a little girl was riding a bike and like proper decked it and was like going like ah ah so i like was like oh it's all right and i like ran down the hill (laughs) to get to her to help her up and then as I went down, I like rolled over and fucked my knee. And I was like, oh. And I like picked the bike off the kid. Everyone was watching as you rolled like a boulder down the hill at Crooks <laughs> Valley Park. Crushed the kid to death. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I picked the kid up. But then like the mum came running around the corner. And I was like, Hands oh my off, God. Hands off, perv. This... <laughs> no, I thought the mum's going to be like, oh, this guy's a paedophile. <laughs> so I, I had a scre- her child screaming. In my arms. <laughs> if you were worrying about that, why did you go out running in a trench coat? <laughs> With a camera. <laughs> and a cage. <laughs> <laughs> like a big comical net. <laughs> oh my God. But, uh, but the mum was really nice. And then she like was like, oh, thank you, thank you. And then was like, picked up her daughter and was like kissing the, the daughter's knee. And oh. I was like, that daughter, yeah, it was a really nice mum. But I was like, that daughter's knee doesn't, that pain isn't even comparable to the pain of me going over on my knee. Well, no you fuckers kissed your knee, knee did you? I, I, was, I presented my <laughs> knee. I was like, kiss um... it. Kiss it better. I'll take my reward here, please. <laughs> kiss my knee. But no, it was, it's annoying because like I made a twat of myself with all the bravado and everything. That's and why then, I never try and help people. I know, I shouldn't have bothered. I should have just carried on running, listening to uh, Strong Man. It's <laughs> just my headphones. Run, somewhere. man, run, man. You're hearing you heard this. <laughs> Rolling down a hill after a kid. Rolling Ridiculous. In the deep. But that was a setback for a few days because my knee hurt. But now, now it's all right again. 
it's not too bad. I'm I listening. ordered a pair of jogging bottoms. That must say something. That does say something. I'm going to be I'll... really comfortable on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've ordered some protein and some creatine, but I'm not on it yet because uh, I don't understand. Well, I'm not exercising like that, so I, should, yeah. I can't be loading protein. It doesn't make any sense. Why'd you buy it? Because I bought it for when I started the gym again. Oh. Um, which is going to be in the next couple of days, but I've just been like doing overtime at work, so I've not had time. Mm. Diet-wise, I've stopped eating crisps. Oh, um, yeah. I love yeah. crisps. Me too. I'm eating a lot of fucking those little nut mixes from uh, from Aldi. Oh, the yeah. ones that look The ones that look a little bit like... Uh, what are those nuts called? The, what am I trying uh, to say? It's the beginning of a K. Those boxes. <laughs> yeah, the Crave. Or whatever. Grays, yeah. They're a little bit like cheap oh, grays nice, so i'm getting through these barbecue grays oh yeah barbecue nut, nut ones. bags and a lot of apricots i'm eating fucking phenomenal yeah, I remember you saying about the apricots yeah yeah i'm shitting like a maniac mate on them can't stop so i quite like banana chips that's what i'm eating a lot of ah nice so i feel like one. these things you always think they're good because they're coming from vegetables and then you look and they're like massive yeah. high calories still <laughs> Yeah, I think I've said this. Bef- I think I said this on our first real fit boys, but I think it's fitness chef on Instagram. He's really good at di- highlighting like salt all bait. the stuff that he thinks. No, not him. <laughs> <laughs> he just he's rebranded salt as fitness face. chef, <laughs> sprinkling creatine <laughs> down his arm. Yeah, like I think if you just take things like a smaller portion, portion control, and then just eat what you want. But I'm just like. I just eat so many crisps and stuff, so I'm just trying to eat a little bit healthier hmm. um, in general and stuff. And yeah, I think it's all right. I'm eating a lot of ants on log. Have you ever had that? Yeah. It's a bit of celery with peanut butter, and then you put raisins on it, and it looks like ants crawling on a log. Oh, I'm eating a lot of that at the moment. I ants on a log. Ants on log. I was like, who's that fucking Swedish actor or something? I'm eating a lot of ants on a log. No, it's nice. It's nice. They're really tasty. I mean, a lot of peanut butter at the moment, though. Fucking hell. Peanut butter's good, though, isn't it? It's oh. good. I'm eating a lot of yogurt at the moment. Oh, what, right now? I don't think... Yeah, mate. Every <laughs> fucking five minutes I'm eating a yogurt. Um, I just need something sweet. I saw all these like quite low-fat yogurts and stuff, and I've mm. just been like... I'm having a yogurt a day. I'm mad on oh. yogurt. <laughs> The Dairy King. It sounds so. It sounds so pathetic, doesn't it? Oh yeah, I want to be like. I want to have the body like the Liver King and be like, all I ate was yogurts every day. <laughs> so big, yog boy, <laughs> yogurt boy. <laughs> oh, I'd love to rebrand. Right, I'm gonna order loads of steroids, like loads of them. Inject yeah. them all. Like fucking take everything. Put them in I your can. yogurts. Yeah, but then I'll just eat a yogurt, but I'll just walk around topless, being like. You can get this body if you just eat a yogurt. <laughs> you got a hand of fruits. <laughs> like an infinity gauntlet, but it's squeeze all fruits. <laughs> squeeze the balls. Oh. Gargling yogurt. Fucking love yogurt, mate. I love yogurt. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> um what's your what's your goal then for our next weigh in, which will be in probably a month? It'd be nice to see some change, wouldn't it? Yeah. We're all dying for it out here. My goal is I always want to be weighing less than my dad. Yeah. And currently, I still am, but he's catching up. So are you. <laughs> I don't know. I reckon, say we record again in, I don't know, two or three weeks' time, whatever. I reckon I want to have dropped down to, maybe if I get to 14 free and I actually stick to it, rather than yeah. going back up again. Yeah, just maintain your that. weight. Yeah, that's you know a good idea. Was good? I didn't drink for all of January. 
And if I yeah. was away and I was drinking in that hotel every day, I'd have been, I reckon I'd be, I'd have put on weight. So I'm not oh. going to beat myself up about staying the same. I really want you to gain weight. Like, so I think 14.8 is just my weight. I think that's just me. I'm a 14.8. Yeah. Always have been, always will be. Ever since I was born. Yeah, just, just accept yourself. You're fine. Ever since I was born, I was a 14.8 boy. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Uh, what's your goal for Real Fit Boys next time we record? Um, again, as I said, like my goal weights, I don't really care about too much, but I would, uh, but as I'm still kind of slimming down or cutting, I would maybe like to be 15.3. I'd like to get a, like, fucking lose another four pounds, just like, just lean out completely. I think that's just, good. You can do yeah. it. Oh, I'm, I'll try. I'm, my aim at the end of the year is to be lighter than you. I'd love that so much. So your aim includes me not losing weight. Yours is to gain weight, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to gain weight? That's your. I want goal. you to be. Fif- I want you to be fifteen stone. I want to be fourteen, eleven. Yeah, that'd really be so funny. But the thing is, I feel like you would mind more than I would. What if I was lighter? Yeah, you'd be bothered about it, but I wouldn't. I think I'd be yeah. like, big deal. Skinny cunt. <laughs> oh yeah, you'd start calling me skinny, and then yeah, I'd be self-conscious boy. about it, and then I'd gain loads of weight. <laughs> There's always a way out of these things. Change starts with everyone else. That's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I feel like I don't know. I think it's good they were doing this because it's it's given me an incentive to to actually keep doing it because yeah. I don't want to face your scorn. If we get to the end <laughs> of the year and you've reached your goal, then I've reached mine. Oh god, they say that you fucking <laughs> no, because no, but you deserve something. You deserve a victory because you've oh, been shut up. so good on this shut podcast. You're <laughs> so shut good up. To to. Shut up. Right, right. I'm, I'm just quite likable. It's it's mad. That, it's mad that women say. haven't reacted well to you doing the podcast. Oh, for God's <laughs> If they just listened and gave, I don't think chance, anyone's reacted badly. It's a real shining light. There's a shining light up there in Sheffield, and his name's Luke Thomas. So, if you want to get in touch with us, we are the sandalpit at gmail.com. We're also <laughs> if you on want Facebook. To tell Luke Thomas how good he is. Yeah, if you want to tell me how good I am, you can email the sandalpit at gmail.com uh, or message us the sandalpit uh, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, what we're we doing next week or next, next time? Next week. Next time. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> next We've time not done this weekly for a year. Yeah, I know. We should be used to it by now. Next time on the Sander Pit, we're going to be yeah. watching SNL 40 Years of This or whatever it's called. Yeah. One Night Only? Is that what it's called? Something like that. It's like a celebration of the 40 year anniversary of SNL, I believe. Yeah. I looked at it on Letterboxd because it's like one of the only things of his that I've not watched now or that yeah. we've not watched. And, um, it's 106 minutes long of SNL, which I think is going to be painful for us, especially because we don't like Saturday Night Live. <laughs> but we're going to try and power through it. I think yeah. it will probably be okay, though, because it's like multiple guests and stuff. It's not just Adam Sanders ones. You see, you get to see loads of different, like, the celebrity hosts they've had and stuff. I think I've said before, I like the 2000s a bit. Mm. Like, the late noughties was quite a good era of whatever, like, I know Jason Sudeikis and and that and Andy Samberg and those lot were yeah. on it. 
Bill Hader. And Bill Hader, yeah. I'm just not an SNL person, really. And the 90s era, I found so annoying in the last episode we watched. So, yeah, can't wait to revisit. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. I think it would be cool to see how many people have come from that show and done bigger and better things after. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> definitely <yeah>. better. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be an experience. We'll probably be moaning about it, even though people love and cherish that show. Yeah. But, yeah. We'll do a Sandler scale as well, even though he'll probably be in like three sketches on it. I guess he was yeah. a cast member, so he should be in quite a lot. Yeah, yeah I'm quite excited. It I'm should not. be fine. That won't. <laughs> but yeah, thank you uh, very much for everyone listening. If you want to give us a five star review, that's very much appreciated. Thank you to Joe Tyrone for doing all the music for this podcast. The lovely, lovely tunes. Thank you. Lovely, and gorgeous tunes. We'll try and get him to do a cover of Strongman, Strongman. <laughs> Imagine getting him to cover it, but he uses your lyrics that you that you prefer. I prefer strong man. I don't like stroke me. That makes that's a bit dirty. Yeah, it sounds a bit naughty. Yeah, probably the point. Stro- <laughs> it's a sexy song, I guess. It's not a song about strong men. What's that song about strong men? Is that what YMCA? Are those <laughs> no, that's guys young or... men? No, no, they do one called like oh macho macho macho, macho man. man. I want to be a, a macho, macho man. man. A nacho na- man. Nacho man. Yeah, it's from The Simpsons. I think he has a nacho oh, right. hat. <laughs> um, thank you to Luke Thomas for just, you know, being a star, really. Oh, stop doing that. Your input on this podcast has been incredible these last couple of years. And honestly, you don't... He doesn't get enough credit for it. For being the best part of the Sandler pit. Luke Thomas. Of course. But also, thank you for your artwork. (laughs) I don't like that. That's really, really makes me uncomfortable. You doing that? (laughs) I like it. Nice. I like it when you're horrible. When you when you're nice, (laughs) it makes me feel really unwell. Um, Yeah, thank you, uh, Luke Terry, for for being you. Well, he's humble too. And uh, (laughs) for doing all the editing and putting together these episodes. uh... It's easy when the things you've got to work with are such gold. It's easy. Shut up. Shut up. Barely even a job. So come come back back next time where we're going to (laughs) be. Fuck off. I hate you. You've thrown me off my rhythm. Uh, so come back next time when we're going to be watching and talking about SNL 40 and until then it's been a very uh, happy Sandler bye from me and a very happy Sandler bye from him today Junior <laughs> everyone will be coming back if you're hosting it again oh shut up stop looking at me swan <laughs>